welcome to another special episode of the Conspiracy Theory um, 420. And we're going with uh, more giants. And um, man, in Peru, they had discovered from giant freaking butterflies to giant birds to bone turbine, giant people about 10 foot high. And um, the story just continued to get more and more. And um, a lot of our museum buy these um, things and they hide it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that seems to be the case throughout the world. Okay. Yeah. You know, when, when the, the authorities or the governments get involved, they, they squash these stories. However, in Peru, you mentioned that, you know, stuff has been found. That's where they found those giant elongated skulls. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like, look like aliens. There's, they don't even look human, really. Okay, the, the head, the head size alone is like that. Do you hear about the giant butterflies they also find there that they got that the museum took? Like these giant fucking butterflies yeah. that they don't... Ooh. There's a lot of strange, a lot of strange right. stuff in that part of the world. Peru, Bolivia, yeah. in the Andes Mountains. Because, you know, what we've been talking about the last two episodes, and we'll get into it today too, is, is I, I, I believe... And I don't know if you agree, but I believe that there are these more ancient civilizations that we know about. Okay. Yeah. You know, like I said last week, you know, how did Egypt all of a sudden have a language, a, a full blown hieroglyphic language that to this day we don't really totally understand? And how'd they have that? Where'd it come from? And it has to be an evolution to that point. It just doesn't exist. It's just, it's like it's just dropped. Right into you know that the, world. You know what the crazy thing? How did these people know to scribe that thing down for other people? How did they know to do that? Somebody had to teach them. Somebody had to teach them. And, you know, this gets into that whole uh, Antarctica thing that I believe, too, is is I, I, I we know that Antarctica was once, it did have, like, tropical uh, flora, trees, environment okay so it, it had to have been much higher in the latitudes than it is now it couldn't have been the south pole anymore at that point okay so i think that there's so many secrets there that that may be the key because if you look at where antarctica would have been located it would have been located smack between south america and africa or at least part of it yeah okay uh and you know, what does that mean? Well, it wouldn't have been difficult to travel between the two continents. You didn't have this gigantic Atlantic Ocean in between there. And uh it may it makes a lot it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, and I'm 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 assuming, you know, I'm not a scientist and I'm just going by what I read. But I just think that that makes a lot of sense. Now, if the dating we have is wrong as well sometimes. Okay, so we may be dealing with stuff that, you know, it's in the distant past, but not so distant. Okay, so let's say, for instance, um, Antarctica placed between the, you know, the upper portions of Antarctica placed between South America and Africa. You could have had a civilization there that was highly advanced, which would explain many things in the Bible Many things in Africa, ancient Egypt, and, and even into Sumeria, 
uh, that part of the world uh, because that language was just dropped on those people too. They went from not having a written language to having a, a language. Okay, how'd that happen? And then it also would explain a lot of things to the east, I'm sorry, excuse me, to the west in South America. Similarities. Now, what I wanted to get into today, and we touched on it a couple of times in the last two episodes, is the idea of what's called Viracoca. You ever hear of Viracoca? Yeah. Okay. The, Viracoca, the ginger man. Well, it's... It, it means a little bit different things in different cultures, but really what it, when it comes down to like the, the Peruvians, the Bolivians, people in the Andes, the old Incas, Aztecs, Mayans, when they thought of Viracoca, it was the creator, yeah. almost, almost like God. But the odd thing about it is within all these cultures I just mentioned, Aztecs, Incas, all that, uh, when they speak of Viracoca, the description is the same. It's a, a large in stature, white man, white man. Okay. With a red beard and long red hair. Okay. With a, in a robe and a staff. And he's sometimes carrying a book. And he, he appeared out of the deluge of the great flood. Okay, the great flood is in almost every major culture in the world. There's a, there's records of this, legends of it. There are geological records on Earth that indicate there has been great floods in the past. So I believe this stuff is 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 legit. Uh, it's just hard to piece it all together. You know what I'm saying? You know, but, it's hard to piece together. But the guy has come back and forth in. Many different um, books Form. and stuff, and he has talked people. Could could this guy be the guy that teaching this guy Harry Griffin, teaching them how to do, teaching them language? Maybe he's the guy that gives people their language. Who the hell knows who this, who this guy is? I mean, and but but Rob, that's exactly what he did. All right, that's that's exactly what he did. It's all part of the legends. He he's described as a uh, you know a god or a deity, but what if he really was? And, and in some of these cultures, there were more than one Viracoca. Some of these cultures, they they believe it was like him and his son and another person. They were all called Viracoca. And what if these people were the watchers? What if they were the fallen angels in the Bible that were the watchers? Now, not all the watchers were bad. We know that the Watchers, some of them taught human beings how to fight, how to start war, how to make weapons. That's not a good thing. That's not what they were put here to do. Okay. We know that some of them uh, messed around with human women. They made the Nephilim. Okay. The Nephilim were the creatures, and we talked about this, the giants, the, the you know, the, the deformed looking creatures. They were cannibalistic. Uh, they they killed humans. They hated humankind. And there's records of these creatures all through the world. Okay, they're in the Bible. They're in the Book of Enoch. They're in uh, Native American culture. Okay, they're in uh, Viking culture, Norse culture, even Chinese culture has giants. 
Okay, so there's there's something to that which we got into in the last couple of shows. But my what I want to put out there is say, well, what if this Viracocha deity, if you want to call him that, is really one of the Watchers or several of the Watchers, and they were based right, and they were based by uh, that part of the world. They were based in Antarctica. Which obviously was never called Antarctica at that point. Who knows what it was called? No, it was probably called Atlantis. something else. <laughs> it could be Atlantis. Who knows? Okay. Um, but the legends of Viracocha says that he provided technology, language, taught them uh, masonry work, even metallurgy. Uh, and one interesting concept, too, is in all the cultures, the Viracocas were very sympathetic to humankind, human suffering, which leads me to, I mean, you know, it seems like a a not too far of a jump to say that they might have been the watchers because that was their job, to watch over people, make sure they're all right. And they all, you know, the Viracocas also didn't like the giants because they felt that they, you know, had made a mistake in their creation. Wow. Yeah, and that was when Viracocha came out of the flood. He told the Inca people that, you know, he would be with them and always help them because of the mistakes of before. See, so that's what makes me think they, Viracocha might be, you know, the fallen, the fallen angels that came down to be the watchers, the good ones, actually. Or it could have been somebody that just... Wasn't supposed to interfere, but interfere. Well, they were. If you remember, they were not supposed to interfere, and not all of them did. So, because you had that war among the angels, that you know, good ones versus the bad ones. So it's possible, and we know the good ones were the ones that that uh, won that war. All right, and but you still had the problem of the creations of the Nephilim. What they were doing, and then you still have, you know, eventually the great flood happens. God wants to wipe everybody out. Uh, He actually didn't, obviously, because at least the Noah story, and then there's other people that survived. Some giants survived also. Okay, where did they go? Well, they might have gone to the United States, North America area, because of all those giant mounds that are found there that we talked about last week. And there's a lot of room there. There's like a lot of room for them to expand and build. Yeah, there, yeah, there weren't many there. people that I, you know, they may have come around the same time as the American Indians or before. I mean, we don't know. Okay, we don't know who came first. Okay. But one thing I want to mention is that Viracocha gave technology to these natives in, in South America. And what kind of technology did he give? Well, if you look at places in Peru or Bolivia. Okay. Um, there's a place called Cusco in Peru, for instance, major city. Yeah. But in that city, there's a what's called a citadel. And it's a it's like an old fort. It's it's so old they don't know how old it is. Okay. Wow. But it's it's I'm gonna try to pronounce this. It's Sac Saxe Human. Saxe Human. Uh, something like that. That's the name. <laughs> it's about 25 letters long. Sac say who am on? 
Okay. Now in this citadel, the stones are so large that no one knows how they were put there because however old they think it is, they know the people didn't have the technology to move these stones. Kind of like uh -oh. the pyramids. Okay. Um, in fact, it's interesting because the Incas, at some point they were given this technology and they built all these things, probably with the help of Viracocha. But at some point, they kind of lost the knowledge. They lost the science. Because there's records of a, an Inca king that tried to replicate the building of the citadel. He tried to, build, tried to build another one. Okay, so they didn't even know how they did it. Okay. And what he did was he had 20,000 Indians take one boulder across the side of a mountain because that that's in the Andes. There's a lot of mountains, okay? And at one point, it, it, it became a disaster because the boulder got loose and it crushed over 3,000 men. Oh, man. In one shot. That's how big it was. That's a huge boulder. Yeah. So here you have the Incas much later in time trying to replicate something from their ancient past that they don't even know how they did, and it was a total disaster. Okay? So that brings me to something that you might have heard of this place. It's called uh, Lake Titicaca. Yeah. Lake Titicaca. Okay? That always, to me, sounded like a fake place, but it's actually a, a real a real thing. Okay? It sounded like there's a lot of titties there. Titties and caca. <laughs> Or cacao, cacao, who knows? Cacao, I want to book my next vacation in Lake Titicaca, yeah. Yes, get, me, get my Bolivian marching powder. Um, <laughs> now, what is Lake Titicaca? Well, it's, it's near the capital city of Bolivia called La Paz, okay? Yeah. And it's actually 12,500 feet above sea level. So sometimes it's called the lake on top of the world. Wow. Okay, because you have to go up huge hills and mountains to get to, to it. get to it. Yeah. The strange thing about Lake Titicaca is quite a few things. But one thing is that they find fossils in that lake all the time that shows that this lake was actually in the ocean at one point. They have oceanic creature fossils, okay, in there. But yet it's a it's a fresh it's it's sort of a freshwater thing now. Okay. But they're finding fossils there. So they're fossils finding like from ocean fossils from and bones from creatures, fish and stuff that live in the ocean. Wow. Okay. But yet they find everything in this lake. Now another weird thing about it is that fishermen in there often find live oceanic creatures living in there like seahorses oh man okay so i guess seahorses can live in fresh water too i get i guess okay i don't know okay but they do fall maybe they adapted somehow at this location but they you know they find seahorses and other kind of like you know 
shellfish and stuff that would normally be in the ocean. They, they find, find it in there. In there. Now, how did it get wow. 12,000 feet above sea level? How'd that happen? Well, you know, obviously there must have been some geological upheavals at some point that brought all this landmass up. Okay. And the water with it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's, it's very around. strange. Nobody really knows how it happened. But um, another thing is there's a, a, a city that was a port city on Lake Titicaca called uh, Tia Huanaco. Tia Huanaco. Okay. Or it's, it's T, yeah, I think it's Tia Huanaco. I wish I could. I wish, I wish I could say it right, but that's what it is. And it it sh- you know the way this the city is built right on the on the water of, of the lake. It was actually a port city, and there's el- there's ruins of the old port there. The city itself is a city in ruins, uh, but it's actually a hundred feet higher than the water. Wow. So at some point, the water must have been 100 feet higher or the land was 100 feet lower. Wow. They don't know. You're okay. blowing my mind with that. Could, yeah. could it be that it, it was just with the moves? We know when the, when the earth yeah, started but, moving, these planets started separating because of climate and stuff, everything started separating. Maybe the thing just moved up. Maybe it was well, one grounded. It, it, may all have to, it may all have to do with you know the theory of the uh earth crust displacement okay where antarctica antarctica was separated through earthquakes and disasters started to slowly move south but in the process pushed up things that became you know what lake titicaca is twelve thousand feet above sea level okay now and and the interesting thing about it is some of it matches certain timelines um uh they think it happened about 15,000 BC that this happened okay yeah now what's interesting is research that's been done in Antarctica shows that it may have been around 15,000 BC that wow. some of that tropical, those tropical, cre- uh, not creatures, but tropical features of of Antarctica that they know they have fossils of existed. They've dated these things, okay. Assuming our data stuff is right, but then there's some like the the, the Admiral Byrd expeditions, okay, the one in the 30s, and then the one after World War II that was cut short because yeah. he was told to get the hell out of there. Remember? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Some of those datings that they did on these things, it, it actually would be somewhere they think between 10,000 and 4,000 BC that yeah. this, that this, this earth crust displacement dislocated that continent and forced it down. Okay. Um, they could tell also that there were rivers in Antarctica that f- set sediments under the, you know, that rivers flow. They pull sediments down. They know that that existed in the northern parts of Antarctica, which would have been tropical if it was in that area. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it would have been so, very tropical. Now look at that dateline. 
4,000 BC to 10,000 BC. That's like smack in the middle of ancient Egypt and all the dynasties. Yeah, okay. definitely. It's all the dynasty. Everything's moving and people are moving around. And yeah. the planet is just like different, man, you know? Totally. I mean, it probably looked different. If you had Antarctica in the middle there, you didn't have an, that Atlantic Ocean region in between South America and Africa. You didn't yeah, have it. Uh, but, but I guess everything at one point, it was everything was one con uh, continent. And slowly but surely, shit started separating just because of the weather. Yeah, but you know, it, was it was it a great flood that caused this? Was it a massive, you know, the Earth crust displacement? You know, did God do it? I mean, you know, who knows? We don't know. Okay, it's all a lot of question marks. But I, I still, I said this last week, and I'll say it again: is I think that a lot of keys and answers to the history of mankind is down in Antarctica, Rob. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, think yeah, that, I lost you there for a second. That's okay. I, I said I think that the a lot of the keys and questions of the of, of, of the history of human beings can be found in Antarctica. I think that they should they should do it. All right. But there's that treaty that says we're not supposed to really be down there. Okay. So I'll, I wonder why. I mean I'm sure they, they I'm sure they're down there. It's just they're not telling us what's going on. And you if know? they're right down there, they probably got so many warning signs of stuff that they're finding that they're like, oh, we can't tell people about this yet. You know? You know, but is, isn't it isn't it interesting, though, that, like, UFOs and stuff are now, like, being accepted, like, even by the government? Like, Dude, they're just, um, they're, like, acknowledging these things? The Pentagon just opened a new UFO freaking sector to study UFOs and find out. A whole, a whole department. Doing. I just heard it's about it like yesterday. Yeah, the day before yeah. they were talking about it. Yeah. It's like um you ever heard of the Mothman prophecy? Mothman prophecies? prophecies? A little uh, bit. So the, so in Peru they found these giant moths that they call them ghost moths. What do they call them? Uh ghost. Ghost moth. Ghost moth. Like no, ghost ghost uh, moth. M O T H. Oh, ghost moth. Okay. Yeah. They call them that because the wingspan is almost like 12 feet and they're giants. Wow. And they also yeah. find some of these in uh, Argentina and other places that they're just these giants and they look like like a moth is not always that good looking. They can look pretty disturbing. They'll, so they can be ugly like looking. So people think it's like these, it's just these giant morph and some guy caught a few of them and um, he gave them to the museum. A few weeks after he gave them to the museum, guess what happened to him? They disappeared. He disappeared. He disappeared. Oh my God. He disappeared. Okay. The story, and this, this is a story that came up as, uh, as early as 2004. Mm -hmm. How about that? Giant morph and that's, people were like, it, "That's crazy." Yeah, I, I mean, it's research. Yeah, you know, um, look, I mean, they find they find creatures all the time in the ocean that they think are extinct. Okay, <laughs> uh, the types of fish and that aren't supposed to be around anymore, and then they find they find them somewhere. Um, 
moths have existed for longer than us, okay? And if you notice, if you if you look at things that from prehistoric times, things were always bigger. Yeah, but the moths are like fucked up butterflies. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm saying, why not? It, it it might be some kind of prehistoric moth that we thought doesn't exist anymore, but it does yeah, still it, live. Yeah, you know, it's Dude, like a dinosaur moth. Easy, they easily can go into a cave or something, stay there forever, like bats. You never see them. And that, you never. If, yeah, I mean, there's parts of South America that have not been explored by human eyes. Oh yeah. Right. You know, I mean. <laughs> you know, if you ever saw that movie, uh, The Green Inferno, all right, you know, they, they ended up in an area where there was nothing but cannibals and no one had ever been there before. They had never seen white people or anything like that. And that that's like right in the middle of South America. So there are places around, you know. I think that, yeah, I mean, why not? A giant moth, who knows what the scientists found that it was they had to make the guy disappear who knows you want to hear something funny they just found some weird um dinosaur bone somewhere in um around Arizona. Just a whole new thing with giant bones yeah they're always finding uh you know and there was I was shocked that it was even on the news that they found like some guy made a discovery and, like they say, oh, it's, it's all fossil bones and, and stuff like that. And then it goes back to your story with where uh, Lincoln is talking about this was built on the bones of giants. Think about how much fossil fuel we have here. Just, it's pretty much the bones of dinosaurs, how much stuff that we have of bones of all relics and stuff like that. We're like the leader. If we really want to open a fossil fuel, we can do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then there's the then there's that theory. I know I brought it up to you a couple of times. I don't remember if we talked about it on the show, but there's that theory out there that you know again the dating is all wrong, and human beings existed at the same time as dinosaurs. Oh yeah. yeah there's people that believe that. To. Well, that, the, the, that's not what that's not what we've always been told. We've been told that they came first, you know. Have and you they, they've looked at a chicken and a and a and a T Rex. Very similar. Very similar. The only thing that's smaller. Yeah. Well, I I think. And a, and a elephant. Yeah, I mean, it's smaller. Chicken well, smaller if you look at the smaller. times, if you look at the times before the great flood in the bible that's that that was the time of giants really that's when they had so many of them were around okay um some existed after that but it seems like in those early years that there were giant creatures not just giant men so maybe there is something to that where you might have had giant lizards giant you know dinosaurs around at the same time it's never i mean you know you know well that's what a that's what a dinosaur is basically okay it's yeah, a giant, giant lizard, lizard you know different variations you know um i was watching you know when over thanksgiving i was watching king kong you know it's a tradition <laughs> okay and uh in new york area we have to watch that on thanksgiving and 
you know, it cracks me up how they, they show the dinosaurs in that movie, okay? There's that one scene where on, they're on the boat on Skull Island and that thing comes out of the water. Yeah. Okay, and it's got like, you know, it looks almost like a brontosaurus, but it has like sharp teeth. Like there was no dinosaur that looked like that <laughs> that they've ever found. They just made shit up for the movie, you know. It's funny. Yeah, of course they had to make it up for the movie because yeah. it's fantastic. You made it, yeah. but um, yeah, you want to hear something I will, funny? Yeah, I, I just want to say, get off topic for one second. You know, when you watch King Kong, which is one of my all-time favorites, there are some like you know 1933 version, and th there are some very sick twisted shit happening in that movie early in the movie okay <laughs> when they go to the island and and you know first of all you actually see these dinosaurs like eating people you see the people in their mouth in the mouth okay and then there's that one scene where kong is is like the guys are hanging on that tree and he's shaking it and he they're like falling into this big gorge Okay, one at a time. Okay, and when they, you see them hit the ground and bounce, boom! <laughs> I mean, how many movies really show when someone falls, like somebody hitting the ground and bouncing? It doesn't happen that much. <laughs> they usually leave that to your imagination, right? <laughs> and then there's that one scene. There's there's that one scene where Kong steps on the guy. And not only does he step on him, he grinds him, his foot, into into the ground. And he grinds. He's like, ah. It's like, oh, what? <laughs> so anyway, that's off topic. But, but back in the days, they used to have a marathon. You will see uh, King Kong. Um, Mighty Joe, Joe Young. Young. And then you see like the return of King Kong. Or return of son Brazil, son of Kong or something. Or son, son of Kong. Kong. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. That was great. I don't know. That was. I don't know why they don't do that anymore. It was a new year. It was a beautiful New Year tradition. Now they, they still, these they still show the uh, March of the Wooden Soldiers on Channel Eleven. Yeah, they still do that. They sometimes they show the colorized version. You got to find the black and white, which is better. Yeah, this year they show the colorized one at nine o'clock, and then at three o'clock they show the black and white version. Oh, is that what they did? Okay, because I watched it like I watched it just. You know, on demand kind of thing. Yeah, they did the late one. It's a uh, black and white, which was good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, getting back to what we're talking about here, um, and again, I, I I I always like to bring it back to Antarctica. I just I'm so fascinated with this. Um, there was something found in the 1500s. It was a map, and it was called the Piri Reese map. And it actually showed Antarctica mapped out, okay? But it had no ice. Whoa. Okay, and it was totally accurate. Now, the map was drawn up, I believe, about 1513 A.D. And that was 300 years before the first explorations into Antarctica were done. But this wow. map, this map showed a very accurate depiction of the coastline of Antarctica. If you look at this map, the Piri Reese map, and they think it was based on 
ancient, ancient maps going back to like the Ptolemy era uh, in Egypt, which was around the uh, first and second centuries AD. Okay. So, or possibly even earlier. Okay. They may have had some, some information from earlier stuff that this map was based on. So how they, you know, somebody must've been at the coastline of Antarctica to map it out. They mapped it out all around, not just the coastline, the whole thing. Okay. Wow. How could they have how could they have done that if it was at the South Pole? Maybe they maybe it was up further, like I'm saying. Yeah, like they, they couldn't walk yeah. the whole thing because it would be too cold. So how do they have right. to get all that information? I mean, even for us today to make an accurate map, you know, would be hard if you were gonna go there. You could probably do it with satellites now and stuff like that, but if you would actually go down there with ships, you'd still have problems. I mean, the, yeah, the weather down there is so where the hell are you going? Exactly. Now, there's also another map that I want to talk about called the uh, Orontius Phineas map. It's also from the 1500s, 1531 to be exact. Uh, and it shows very accurate depictions of what Antarctica looks like. And again, 300 years before. And that's also based on ancient sources as well. So the, it's possible that, you know, either Antarctica was, was mapped when it was up further yeah. and then slid down, or somebody actually went down there and did it. Okay. <laughs> or, or I'll give you a third option. What if somebody was given that information. Wow. Then somebody was given was given maybe, that mean that maybe maybe, you know, advanced an advanced civilization of some kind, advanced life form, an alien, yeah. you know, who knows? Okay, maybe somebody gave them that information and said, okay, here's his this is what Antarctica looks like. Here's a map of it. You know, it's crazy, man. And they don't, they don't, they, yeah, they don't know, they don't know. But uh, I think there's some evidence that with the Piri Reese map, that your know, Columbus was aware of it too, like he knew of oh, it. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, that he knew of some of it. Yeah. So who who made this map? Was it a guy well, named Pierce? It, Is that why it, they it, named him after him? No, it it I don't know what Piri Reese means. It's something. It's something with uh. I think a place in Egypt, maybe, or so something like that. I'm not sure. Because uh, so, some of it was based on, like, you know, um, an Egyptian source from the first and second centuries, the Patol called the Ptolemy era. Uh, and also, obviously, if it was in that part of the world, then it was in Muslim hands for a long time and made its way into, you know, Western civilization, Western Europe, you know, kind All of right. stuff, actually. But, uh, I mean, I, there's a lot of mysteries around Antarctica. And I, I think that if it was so many thousands of miles to the north at that time, it just explains, it, it, it's a perfect answer. It explains so many things. If there was an advanced civilization on that continent and it was smack in between Africa and South America, it would explain so much of the the ancient civilizations that rose up in those in the, pyramid. in the pyramids yeah yeah i it just makes sense you know 
there's so many similarities between the pyramids and other large structures in South America as there are to ancient Egypt. I mean, if you look at South America, it's the same precision stone cutting that they didn't have that technology then. Who taught them this? Where did it go? Okay. Mike, what if, let me give you a little crazy scenario here. Okay. What if the pyramid with transporter that you could go from South America to Africa to another place? <laughs> I mean, you know, it doesn't, it, it, it sounds crazy, but maybe, maybe it's true. No. Well, we know from other conspiracy shows we've had, we know that the Egyptian pyramids act as a power source. They, they've, they've yeah. found, they found battery type things in there. They know that when running power. water, they know that when running water runs over limestone, it makes a charge. Yeah, electric charge. We've talked about that, and you know, I, I, I think that there it is some kind of power source. You know, transporter. I mean, we'd have to we'd have to see the technology there to to know. Dude, but I mean, okay. what if you went to one period, you just went around where the thing was lit up, and it just took you to the other side, and then you just walk around. Maybe and you didn't even realize it. Maybe I mean people I, built the same thing. It's like how the hell did yeah. that happen? That's I, I I think I think it's I mean what you're saying is entirely it's not as crazy as anything else. Any other theory. You know, yeah, it's not. Saying, this is a, again. This is. I'm just saying. What if these things were to take one place from port one to port two in a much quicker way? Because they yeah. had some weird kind of doubt. They had the alien technology to like. You go through here. You are gonna wind up here. You never know. No, so it, it, but but this. No, it it makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised if that was true. But also, I think that the placement of the pyramids, especially. You know what? In both places, in South America and in Egypt, the placement of these pyramids had astronomical significance. Okay. Yeah, of course. The three the three giant pyramids around Giza, okay, around the Great Pyramid, they matched the the exact location. You look up and you see Orion's belt, and it's exactly the three stars. Match the three pyramids in angle. <laughs> How'd they know that? Wow. How'd they know how to do it? How'd they know where to do it? You know, they, they, they had this higher science that... Oh, they definitely had a higher science. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's why I've, I've always said that this science has been lost. Okay? Or, you know, very, very, very little of it is stuff that we're aware of now. But, you know, I think the majority of it's been lost. And uh, that's a shame. Maybe someday it'll be found. You know, it could easily it could easily been a few giants pulling those big rocks and making the pyramids help with. Yeah, I mean, you it would make it would make sense that to to have that brute force, you might have needed those creatures. Okay, or there was you know, uh, you have the story that that Paris told us that time about the Coral Castle and the guy oh, yeah, in Florida. It was a way to moving the stuff without even trying to move it. Yeah, with his mind, basically. Yeah. Okay, and, you know, there's a lot of similarities in the way that's built. 
you know, how did he move those stones? I've seen the Coral Castle from the outside. I, I went down to Florida a few months ago and I went to check it out, but it was closed because of COVID. Oh yeah, and they oh, were so you did yeah. See it. I did see it through the through the fence, yeah. But it's very it's very concealed. It's right in the middle of like a, you know, like a business residential area. You know, like it's it's not like, it's not like you know on the ocean or something like I thought. Okay, it's actually like just in this middle of this neighborhood, and uh, you could see it. And I asked, I I tried to I tried to bribe my way in, but they wouldn't let me. I was like, I'll give you 20 bucks. Let me in. I just want to take some pictures. But they, they, would, they wouldn't do it. Okay. So, um, but they said the place was going to be open over the summer. I guess I guess it did reopen. Um, they were fixing it up too. But I'm yeah. sure it did. So next time I'm down there, I'll check it out. But from what I understand of that location, and remember the story that Paris told us about it, you know, they, that guy said that he had, an ancient science that he used to build it. Well, yeah. Let's 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 find out. Okay, I think the guy is not alive anymore. I think, but you know, let's find out what that is. You know, I'd love to. But that's also in a real area where the magnetic. It's there's a lot of magnetic uh, energy and forces there. Also, where you're gonna call castle, you know, it's yeah. one of the person that got like supposedly. This guy was moving stuff just by pushing it because the like the magnetic field in that area was very strong. So you knew old school um, kind of uh, pyramid how to build. Yeah, I mean, what if you could control magnetism? Okay, what if you could control that? You know, like when you take a battery, uh, or you take I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a magnet. And you put them together, and sometimes if you put a negative to negative, it repels. Yeah. You know, what if you could create that and repel things, make them move, or bring them together? Okay. It could be that simple. That's something that it could it could be that it could it could be that simple. And <laughs> speaking of, of of magnets, okay, part of the Earth crust displacement theory involving Antarctica involves the uh, the shifting of the magnetic poles. Oh yeah, of course. They've been moving for a while yeah. now. Now 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 they you know right now we've been living for, for millennium with the poles all correct. Okay. It's facing north well cor correct as far as we know in humankind. Okay. But they think that the poles may shift like in our lifetime, they don't know. Shifting right now. Well, not entirely. I mean, what would happen when? But slowly, it, they're moving slowly. They're not moving, but they are. Moving. Well, they, they 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 don't know what causes it. So there there has been some shifts, but not enough. You know, like the true magnetic north. Yeah. Is not yeah. is not at the north pole. It's actually south of it. Okay. Wow. So it, it it it's like if you think of the world as a globe, you think right on top is the North Pole, and you think like, oh, that's where the 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 magnetic pole is. It's not. It's actually like south of it. Okay. The true magnetic pole. Now the south the southern pole is exactly on the other side of the world in that same spot. Okay. 
But wow. what if that was what if that was to change? What if that was to change like overnight? What the fuck would that it do? Could be, it could fuck a lot of shit up, I think. I mean, I think it would f- seriously fuck up any kind of navigation system, planes, boats, you know, anything like that. Satellites maybe too. Who knows? Maybe satellites might not be able to, to you know, go where they got to go. Okay. That's 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 another thing and that's supposed to be happening soon these solar flares are right see but this all goes i don't know i i think that's a setup okay i think that they keep talking about these solar flares because they're going to do some shit like knock the internet out at at a certain time and they're going to use that as a (laughs) use that as an excuse you know, just say, yeah, you're "Oh, catching you know, on. you're catching on." <laughs> uh, shit, I'm not the only one, man. I'm not. I'm not the one. You know, I study this stuff, and there's a lot of people saying that that the solar flare stuff is it's true, but it's really just being used as an excuse for something that they're these the the powers that be are going to pull. Yeah. You know, you're the right. next major disaster. Right. What's that? It's like, it's like I'm waiting for this coronavirus thing to get worse now since the winter's here. Well, you, you well look, what they start, look what they started with the South African variant. <laughs> no, that's that's that, that's been this whole week they've been talking about that. I know. It's like, oh, God, we just got over there. You see how some of the, it, some of the places in Europe are closing already because they just can't contain it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, but they're not talking deaths. They're talking cases, you know. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. So, There's no more death. It's all cases. It's all, yeah, I mean, all yeah. It, 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 yeah, no matter what variants they're getting, the mutations, it's not getting worse, you know. Um, look, <coughs> excuse me. I think that, and I've been saying this for a year and a half, we're going to go through it, and we're going to, survive as much as possible and it really isn't unless they come up with a real vaccine it's we're all going to live through this it's just going to hurt immunity that's it but i think the the vaccine you gotta say the vaccine has been working because the numbers are down in the u.s the numbers are down man very it, down. It, it helps it helps a little bit but it, it's it's not going to eradicate it. We're going to be living with this thing for the rest of our well, lives, man. It's not going to eradicate it, but it, it helps it for not spreading. Like, you know, but how long, See, does but, it, how long does it take? You know, but the problem, the problem is, the problem is me and you are agreeing. We're saying it's not going to eradicate it. But the authorities, the governments, they want it to be 100% eradicated. And they, you, they're gonna doing it. It's never going to happen. Years before. It's never going to happen, okay? And not in our lifetimes. You know how long it took to get smallpox under control, okay? I mean, that, that ravaged that ravaged people for hundreds of years, thousands of years. Yeah. And, you know, when they got the vaccine, it still took something like, I don't know, 40 years. I could be wrong. Somewhere it, it like that. It still takes time, yeah, to people yeah. can take it and whatever. It, and I was, yeah. look, people are surprised and speaking of speaking of smallpox, what is Bill Gates talking about smallpox? All right, he he said that he said that could be the next epidemic. I mean, I understood smallpox is just sitting in like two or three well guarded laboratories throughout the world, 
Okay. Yet they found it in a lab in Philadelphia. Okay. Recently. And it wasn't supposed to be that. Wow. I wonder okay. if somebody's planning to spread it out. Well, yeah. I wonder who. The guy who's talking about it, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> you know, why is Bill Gates... The, why is he the authority on this shit? Because he's, <laughs> he's, he's a guy that never graduated from college and I want to be a doctor. I guess. I guess. Well, he's going to jail with the Epstein shit anyway, probably. <laughs> they started yeah. that case. You saw that? Yeah. Yeah. That, that shit's happening. So, but they haven't got anything out of it yet. It's like, oh, well, okay. yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. It's early stages. Early so, stages, you're right. You know, so anyway, getting back to, to this, um, that's just, you know, that's my belief that, you know, this, this Antarctica continent is probably this ancient civilization that might have existed there that gave mankind. The civilization, the, the the technology, the early technology, the masonry technology, the uh, weaponry, uh, the metalworks, okay, stuff like that. Um, and, you know, like we talked about in the beginning of the show, Veracoca, the deity, uh, or more than one deity called Veracoca, these might have been the fallen angels. These might have been the watchers. Okay, the watchers, the watchers sent from God in the Bible to watch over mankind. They might have lived in that place or been settled in that place. Okay, wow. you know, you could always say maybe they're aliens. Who knows? But how come these Indian cultures all have a Viracocha legend, and it's a, it's a it's a, a, a Caucasian person? How, where'd that come from? You know what? That's something that's a mystery. You know. Yeah, yeah. And it's because it goes, I, I think that, you know, we have our recorded history. We know that much. But how did that recorded history start? We don't know. And I think that, that it, the, the, there had to be something before, you know, which could throw off all our dating and how things exist, how long ago we can tell things are. You know, that might be off as well, you know. Wow. That's it. Wow. Yeah. You blew my mind today with all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we could, you know, we did these three parts, and I think we're going to move on to some other things soon. But yeah. you know, we can always we can always go back to this. Um, you know, and again, I've, I I know I showed it last week, but I want to show this book here again by Graham Hancock, oh, yeah. fingerprints fingerprints of the gods. So much of what I've talked about, especially in, in today's uh, show, is in here. And it's all documented, footnoted, researched. It's like, to me, it's perfect. The, the author is Graham Hancock. the Han author of that book? Graham Hancock. The author of that book? Graham Hancock. It's a definite read. You would recommend it for anybody to read it if they really like the show. Yeah. It's it's a fat book, as you could tell. It's a fat book, but a lot of pictures for you retards out there. But <laughs> but you know <laughs> you don't like to read. <laughs> we got a few of them as 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 followers to the podcast. You know that. And yes. 
you know, but this is really a great book. Um, I got it. It came out. Um, what year did it come out? 1995. So it's already over 25 years old. This guy's still out there. He's like an Indiana Jones, Graham Hancock. He's on Facebook and occasionally oh, yeah. posting. Yeah, I'm friends with him on Facebook. What a, what a great name, Graham Hancock. <laughs> yeah. Like a yeah, and he, he, like like John Hancock. Yeah, and he's, you know, fascinating information about the pyramids and the the science. There's a whole couple of chapters about that Earth crust displacement theory about Antarctica. You know that you know, some people be, I believe I believe is true. You should try to get the guy on the show one day. Maybe he'll talk to us. Maybe, maybe. You never I could try. Know. Yeah, I could try. The strangest thing has happened to us. Well, we've we've had a few a few good ones. The flat Earth people love us. Guy on the show. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. So that's all I got for you today, Mr. Rossi. Another great show, but yeah. Look, what do we say at the end of every show? Don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Get loved up. Get loved up, people. <laughs>